Uh, hello and welcome to uh, USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here for the next hour or so to talk US, mostly USA Rugby tonight and maybe a little more as well. But we do encourage you to come up here and ask our guests and us, uh, you the listeners, do drive the show. Come on up and ask some questions. Uh, love to have your input on these shows. Also, get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and more. Follow Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning here on Twitter and most other social media channels. Tonight's show is brought to you by Myoderm, the leader in CBD creams. Save 20% on your order with discount code EAGLES at myoderm.com. That's myoderm.com, M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Bill Baker, host of Eagle-Eyed Rugby Podcast, and my co-host is John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Unfortunately, John can't make it with us tonight. He had a he had a bail at the last second. He's on vacation. Um, but that's okay. We got this. We're going to work together on making this a good show. The logistics to do tonight's show is really nothing short of uh, like a NASA sending a mission to Mars. John is there was in his vacation in Montana. Actually, I believe he's on a sunset boat trip right now. Good for him. I'm in Boston, and the only two people together tonight uh, really are our guests, and they're both in Colorado getting ready for the big game this weekend. Uh, later in the show is Big Joe. Joe Chalfe joins us. But first, let's go to our first guest. Skipping away from team dinner, I'm assuming, probably hiding in a closet or a bathroom stall somewhere. Let's all welcome Eagle uh, USA Eagle Greg Peterson. Greg, how you doing? Very well, Bill. Very well. Um, yeah, I've had to I've had to escape the uh, the lovely steakhouse we're in because um, obviously I had a lot of eyes and ears looking at me while uh, I started <laughs> to set up for this. So. Yeah, I've just escaped outside where I won't get the heckling and um, the jeering from the boys in the in the room. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get them up and talk to you here. We'll give them, like, online, they'll, they'll jeer you and give you a hard time. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, how was the team dinner going? Yeah, it's good. We're just down at um, John Elway's Steakhouse uh, just in Cherry Creek, so it's, it's good. We just sat down, mm-hmm. had a few appetizers. I've ducked away during the salad bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. You know, the... Uh, it, it's we we've been doing this most days off, um, and it's been really good bonding uh, for the boys, getting everyone around each other, and um, creating connections off the field. So it's been really good. Yeah, and speaking of the day off, um, you know what'd you do today? You, did you do a little touring? What'd you do? Uh, went out to breakfast just in Cherry Creek. Got a couple a uh, couple flat whites. Um, get caffeinated. And then it was just a few odds and uh, odds and bobs. Um, admin. And that was really it. It was just the uh, past couple of days trainings have been quite uh, quite a heavy toll on the body, especially with the uh, traveling back up from Chile. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really just uh, get a few things done and just rest and recruit for what is going to be a big weekend. Well, how long is that flight back from Chile? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I think it was like nine hours. Um, Oscar, our team manager, did a very good job and was able to get us a direct flight overnight. Um, so it was quite good. So with a bit of, um, medicated sleep, I was able to, you know, get a, get a decent, decent recovery and on the flight. And, um, yeah, it was, he did a very good job with that. So I'm assuming you weren't stuck in the middle seat of a row between big Joe and maybe Paul Mullen. I'm sure. Hopefully you had like, uh, like, my legs extended out. <laughs> no, 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 I was still, I think I had the bulkhead in front of me. Uh, um, nice. Joe was in the back of the bus, you know, snoring his head off. So, um, <laughs> No, it was um, I, I had a little bit of extra leg room, but I couldn't watch or, or uh, couldn't rewatch the game and break it down for myself because we had a uh, we had a couple of our Chilean counterparts sitting a couple rows behind behind us um, looking. So yeah, we, uh, we had to keep everything a little bit uh, covert. 
<laughs> that's that'd be the similar it's similar to like someone just taking a flight and they're watching a film that has a nude scene on there or something so you just keep covering the shot <laughs> yeah very much uh before we move on uh listeners like i mentioned in the open uh if you want to come up ask a comment ask a question or a comment for us we highly encourage you to do so uh, to do that click where it says request at the bottom left of the screen and we'll get you up here as soon as possible you can also dm me on twitter and i'll, I'll ask the question for you but come on up ask questions of greg uh, myself, if you want as well, uh, either way. Uh, okay, so Greg, let's go into last week's match against Chile, um, obviously down in Santiago. Um, you know, how some those are like perfect playing conditions. <laughs> yeah, I, me, myself, I'm very, very used to it. Um, you know, going from Houston, where it was close to 100% humidity and um, over what would have been 100 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, 30. Oh. 35 36 and what i'm used to um in celsius um you know it was a big change but i i was very much used to it you know the cold and the damp um you know it was obviously broken up a fair bit by the uh you know the lights debacle right. going off because of the rain and stuff but um yeah it was it, that was that was probably some of the um most challenging conditions i've played in, in terms of cold and wet in, in a long long time um, in a long time so yeah it was it was an interesting match and it's funny it brought me back to younger years of playing messy cold you know uh just you know close to using our our cars the light of the field because it's getting dark <laughs> yeah a, a little bit you know in the sense of you know diving around diving on the ball and slipping slides and stuff like that but um to the other extent, you know, you got the Chilean players trying to take your head off at every opportunity. So it was a yeah. uh, less, less, a little bit less fun. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was good and challenging. Yeah, conditions were so bad that even Ruben couldn't kick it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think all, all of our kickers very much um, struggled a little bit that day um, in terms of their consistency, but. You know, overall, I think we, I think the the kicking game went quite well in, in, in what were extremely challenging conditions, and um, you know we, they they were able to put us in good spots uh, majority of the time. All right, so let's go to our first listener, Jaden. Good to see you up here. Good to see you guys. How you doing? Good, thanks. So yeah, my question is obviously the conditions were pretty rough uh, last week, and they're looking like they're going to be better in uh, in Glendale there. And uh, I was just wondering. Greg, who do you think that benefits more, uh, the U.S. or Chile? Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, it probably benefits both teams. Um, you know, they've got a very good, uh, good running nine, good running ten, um, and a couple good, uh, good players in their back row. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call because, obviously, last week, neither team was able to show pretty much anything mm-hmm. that we'd practiced and planned in the, in the weeks leading up to it. So, it's it's very much to you know square one for both teams. Um, they know we've got a, a, a very good forward pack, um, and I think we it, as a group we did well against them um, on the weekends to the drier conditions. Hopefully, it gives us the opportunity to um, you know be able to play a little bit more ball um, and get some of our good ball ball carriers uh, into good positions, um, and hopefully just play more rugby. Because I think I was talking to our our analyst after. Um, after the match, I think there was about 26 minutes of ball in play, which is probably the least I've heard in a long, long time, when typically you've got uh, professional international matches sitting probably 30, probably closer to 35 minutes ball in play. So we had a whole 10 minutes less over 80 minutes of a game. Uh, hey, thanks, Jaden. 
Uh, one more comment for you, Greg, before I go on to our next listener. Um, you know, last weekend's match, there was a lot of pressure on the forwards. You know, uh, um, it looked like the game plan definitely switched to more forward game plan. Um, and you played 77 minutes. You know, you're definitely known for playing a lot of minutes uh, with the Falcons. You know, how are you feeling after this one? Uh, good, yeah. It, obviously, it, it took a bit of while for the body to get um, get back to square one. But, you know, the medical team that we have was brilliant. And we've been working hard, everything getting back to normal. And it's just, uh, for me, mentally, it's just getting keeping the same routine. Um, thankfully, I've been able to nail it down over the, the long the past two seasons and been able to fine tune it to a, a high extent where I can get myself back and running and back to normal pretty quickly. Um, you know, I don't think I was feeling right till about Tuesday, but um, even then, most of the time, you just got to push through it, just suck it up and push through it and, you know, get to game day. So, um, yeah, the medical team's been great. Great. All right. Next listener, Beer, Beer, Beer. I wish I knew your real name. Oh, hi, it's Corey. Hi. Corey. Uh, yes. Hi, Greg. Um, after uh, last week's game, is there now plans for Glendale to just give Chile a storage uh, locker to use as their uh, locker room after uh, that tiny thing they gave you guys? And, uh, was there uh, talk about how tiny it was while being in there, especially after the uh, lights went out? Uh, you know, it, it, it's very much you just play the conditions. I've had, I've had some much worse change rooms, much smaller change rooms. Theirs wasn't too bad. You know, probably the size of it probably helped us, if anything, because we're able to keep a little bit warmer with the body heat with the boys that were around us. Because I'm sure you probably saw some of the footage of, you know, um, AJ McGinty absolutely shaking and his feet chattering. Um, you know, so it, it probably helped us a little bit to be able to, um, especially in those long extended periods that we had. Um, but um, no, in terms of in terms of that, you know, my always thought is kill them with kindness, give them the best that they can do, and you know, let them uh, uh, operate at the best of their ability. And then, you know, come Saturday, we'll give them, they'll give them their best challenge. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll front up 100%. AJ, um, I think he can handle the cold. I remember he matched when he was with uh, Glasgow out in Siberia, and I think it was like negative 20. <laughs> oh, he was still complaining to me about how cold it was, even though he's been in Manchester for quite some time now. So... <laughs> He says he said still that was uh, that was atrocious, which I was very surprised by from him. So one more uh, question about last week's match, and we'll move on to this week's match. Uh, let's talk about the Chile home crowd. A, a sizable crowd sounded really spirited as well. Um, you know, talk about that crowd. Any effect on you? And then what what's going to be the turnaround for you playing in front of a sold out crowd in Glendale? Yeah, I mean the Chilean crowd was awesome. Um, whenever you go to those South American teams and places, um, they're always extremely passionate and they hang, they very much hang their hat on that. Right. Um, so it was incredible to have that experience, even though, you know, it, it wasn't a sold out stadium by all means. Um, but man, it sounded like it. And it was absolutely incredible to play, uh, play in front of, um, especially with the conditions that it were, you know, they all had their, the, 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 the cheap ponchos that you can get out and they're just, they're just getting right into it. Um, in terms of affecting us, no, nah, not really. You know, like this, this is the top level. If um, if things like that are coming into your mind, then um, you probably shouldn't be shouldn't be hanging around too long. Um, uh, you know, you, you see the old rude gesture from them, but like I said, you just kill them with kindness. I thank them graciously for uh, coming out and watching the match in terrible conditions, and I think I got flipped off a couple times, but. 
you know, that's just more motivation. Um, and in terms of this weekend, I, yeah, I cannot wait. You know, a packed out Glendale is, you know, awesome. Um, I, I don't think I've played in front of a packed out Glendale in a long old time. So to see that, you know, they're able to even get a hundred extra tickets mm-hmm. and sell the place out is going to be, is very exciting. And, you know, American fans can be just as loud, if not louder than, um, the South American counterparts. And it's, it's, it's going to be very, very exciting, very exciting. And you got to feel confident coming into Saturday's game, you know, with much better field conditions. Uh, the pack played so well last week, even with little grip on the turf. You know, you and Savetta, the whole front row, amongst others, of course, played very well. Uh, Looking at what ninety degrees, sunny. You know, I mean, you got to be feeling confident about playing those conditions, right? Yeah, of course. You know, it, playing at home it gives you a huge boost, uh, boost in confidence, but also you don't want that to get to our head. Um, you know, we, we've had a couple of really hard tra- days training, um, you know, where, where the, the boys that, that aren't taking part on Saturday have really tested us and even the bench has really tested us. So we, we are in a very good position. But, you know, like I said last week, um, you know, Chile played very well and took the opportunities when they could. Um, you know, we, we need to get better at our discipline. Um, and if we're able to do those things, then we'll be in a very good position to, to win the game. You know, so there's there's a lot of confidence in the team, um, and we're building that confidence each day, each training session. And there's a definitely a good vibe. Um, but of course, like I said, like last week was very much a blank slate. No team showed really anything. So um, we've just got to uh, just play heads up rugby, see what's in front of us, and be able to adapt adapt extremely quick with um, with with what tactics they come at us. Well, that's a good point you made, Greg. I mean, uh, either team really showcased what they could really do in that match. So, you know, how do you pinpoint certain parts of the game you need to work on this week? I mean, were there things that you did in the match, not you specifically, obviously, but the team, that Gary's concentrating on this week, or is this more, you know, normal team preparations? Uh, very much normal team preparations. We're very much carrying on what we were preparing uh, for last week until, you know, the conditions through pretty much everything out um but then also the main thing we've been working on is just discipline um you know we we gave away probably too many penalties and too many consecutive penalties that got them in the game at certain aspects um gave them momentum and um so if we can cut that out um that's that's been the main thing we had a referee come in with come into us on wednesday um to help us with that and uh and gary was you know hot in the whistle uh you know keeping us in check so it was good it's good. So, Greg, let's talk about uh, your teammates. Let's talk about USA teammates. Um, you know, it's such a big match last weekend and this weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of implications as far as Rugby World Cup goes, obviously. Uh, and I sure you remember your nerves getting into your first international match. So, with those conditions last week and the implications of the match, you know, what do you think was going on through someone like John Dan's mind for his first cap? You know, he's he's been great ever since he came in. He got pulled in very late. Um uh, I think he came in the second or third week when we lost a few uh, lost a few bodies, you know, to the end of the season. Um, you know, but he's been absolutely great. Um, a lot of the times with the the players that come in and get their first cap, it's it's just another game of rugby. You know, there's nothing it, like it might be a little bit quicker, a little bit more physical and stuff. But you know, boys prepare their whole life for this uh, and and aim for it. And I think when he came on, he did a brilliant job. He's been. He's been like a sponge ever since he's come in to um, been trying to help him with a little few things just around the ball and off the ball stuff um, that back rowers, you know, like to do. 
and he's he's been he's been absolutely brilliant, and he's been a great addition to the team. Um, I think he was eagle number five fifty, so perfectly rounded out, and he's been he's been great since he's been in. Nice. So let's go to our next listener, a very a, a young lad, uh, David. Uh, I can't say his last name. I I knew David. <laughs> hey, Greg. Just wanted to, to ask uh, one question here. Um, I just want to know why they call you old Ed and Greg. Thank you. <laughs> hi, 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 young follower, David. Um, yeah, so they call me old Angry Greg because uh, I think I took it from Blaine Scully, the old old Greg thing, and then the the angry bit came into came apart because um, some of the uh, inefficiencies that happened on travel days way back in the day. Um, but I can tell you, I'm I'm a lot happier now and uh, look content. So thank you for your quest, David. <laughs> Would you like to follow that up, sir? <laughs> We'll drop him down so he disrupt our most important show. Uh, so, so let's talk about okay. Let's talk about more players here, real quick. Um, more of the player pool again. You know, uh, and with your experience in Premiership, looking at top fourteen in Pro D two, um, are you surprised at all there hasn't been more signing USA players in the last couple of years? I mean, you know, look at Christian Dyer. He's he's a try scoring machine now. You know, it's Tavit Lepetti is killing it. Uh, MLR Rookie of the Year this year. And then you hope guys like Ruben and KP get more playing time with Saracens. I mean, is are you surprised we haven't seen more guys sign, or is that just more a, a product of Major League Rugby? It's it's a product of Major League Rugby. You know, with the strong domestic yeah. competition, you see it all around the world. With a strong domestic competition, um, players get good, consistent uh, rugby, you know, for, for here, for instance, for six months of the year. Um, you know, and that, that in itself is just an absolute goldmine. Um and you know it's 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 the comfort of home. It's comfort of being where you are, uh, where you want to be, and close to family and stuff. You know, it was some of the challenges that my wife and I have gone through. Um, you know, being stuck on the other side of the world. Um, you know, it's been quite difficult being so far away from family, especially with you know now two kids. Um, so yeah. I can completely understand the the draw that is to the draw that is to stay within the with within the MLR, but also to be a part of it from the beginning, um, to be able to look back at on hopefully what will be, you know, the start of, you know, uh, a huge, uh, huge competition that will, you know, be biting the heels of, of super rugby um, and, and things like things of that extent, you know, um, and it's, it only shows credit to them that, you know, them playing well in those competitions, that next step up is, you know, I wouldn't say easy, but it's um, it's a challenge they're all willing to willing to accept, and they take it with both hands and, and run with it. You know. Yeah, and, and knowing that you didn't you did not grow up in the states, did you get phone calls from any of the MLR teams? Uh, I've had a few texts every so often. Um, you know, when I when I've when they've seen that I've left, like when I left when I left Glasgow to go to Bordeaux. Or if they if they needed a, a body for an extra couple of weeks when my season had ended, um, but you know we, I've been very happy with the challenge that's been presented to me at Newcastle uh, when I was down in Glasgow and and, and Bordeaux and stuff like that. Um, you know I, I'm not sure what my future will hold um, when my contract runs out uh, at Newcastle. Um, we're very much open to to all ideas. Um, but yeah, we're 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 it'll be very interesting come uh, come the end of this season. And uh, when does that contract run out? 
so this is I've got my final season with Newcastle this season. All right. Well, I, I think if I, I'll make a phone call, this just again. But um, <laughs> did you, you know, last time we talked, uh, I, I spoke to you about the minutes you were playing. I think it was two seasons ago and you were logging some serious minutes. Uh, did you ever get a final number on those minutes played? I mean, I, I'm sure you're not keeping track like every day. How, how long did I play? But, you know, it, was there a certain level you're like, holy crap, I really played that many minutes? Yeah, I've definitely, you know, it's it's been a massive surprise. Um, I was more curious at the end of the season and had some had some free time on the flight back to Australia with the family, um, and I just pulled together some stats and and things like that. And um, I think uh, if I include the past two games, I think I'll probably tick over seventeen hundred minutes or maybe close to eighteen hundred minutes um, of playing time. I think there was only one or two boys that um, outdid me at uh, Newcastle. I think George McGuigan was the only boy that outdid me. Um, but, um, but yeah, mate, like I said, I, I've absolutely enjoyed it. I, I've been on the other end of that stick where you're just not playing any weeks and, you know, you're struggling to get minutes. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, I've really taken my recovery seriously. Um, I had a goal that I set at the start of the season to play to, to play 20 matches or start 20 matches, and I was able to hit that, thankfully. Um, um, but, yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely takes a toll on the body. But, uh, you know, my wife was very uh, forgiving in a sense that helped me um, recover when the, when the kids weren't around. So it was good. Yeah, and you were nicked up a bit this past year, too. So uh, what was that? You were out for, what, two games, I think it was? I think, I think just one, just one. Yeah, just tw- just tweaked my neck. Um, so nothing serious. It was an old um, old disc bulge that I uh, managed to tweak trying to trying to clean out an ex teammate of Glasgow, Ryan Wilson. So I really wanted to smack him and just got my head on my head on my wrong side and just uh, just crunched my neck a little bit. Yeah. Hey, listeners, again, we have about five more minutes left with Greg. Come on up, ask him some questions. Uh, he's got a lot to share. He's got a lot of insight also on uh, USA Rugby Premiership, whatever. Um, just rugby in general, and you guys just love talking about rugby and get a good chance to talk to fans this way too. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, so uh, I almost called you John. So, Greg, uh, John always has these really fun questions uh, to kind of wrap up interviews. So he's on a boat again somewhere, probably enjoying most of the amazing sunset in Montana. So I'm going to steal some of his questions, unless someone else wants to come up and ask some funny questions. So these are very lighthearted, all right? Uh, you know, easy no, stuff. To... Um, first one. Pre-match, you got your headsets on. What are you listening to to pump you up? Jeez, uh, let me pull it up. Um, <laughs> one of the main, one of the main ones I've been listening to that's been quite good is IFTK by Toyn Wayne. Um, huh. I'll let uh, I'll let listeners go look that up, but I, I, I very much enjoyed that. It's got just got a good, um, good solid uh, sample track behind it. Um, and a bit of hip hop over the top, so it's it's that's probably been I would have been listening to. But I listen to everything from, you know, from a bit of rap to hip hop to Fortunate Sons to yep. everything. You know, I've just got a bit of a mismatch, and it's it's never um, it's never a set playlist. It's usually just whatever I'm feeling at the time. Maybe we'll, we need to start a Spotify playlist of um, you know pre. <laughs> All right, um, on tour when you're in Chile, uh, who'd you room with? Uh, I room with uh, Chris Martina, one of the new boys. He's been uh, he's been great. I always like to room with a back or someone different. So he's been he's been great to be a part of. It used to be uh, it used to be Big Joe, but then I think he got sick of me. 
um, <laughs> or I got sick of his snoring. So now, uh, now we've um, separated. <laughs> well, I'm going to write that down and ask him later. Um, yeah. Now, why? I mean, I understand someone different, but why a back? Or is that just because it's different? Yeah, just different. I, I think it's a it's a good way to obviously the forwards. Um, you know, the forwards train together, lift weights together, they do units together, and I think always um, mixing with backs creates those connections that wouldn't really um, uh, you know happen um, generically on the field. Um, so I've always found, and I've I've t- uh, I've yeah, I've always just requested that just to uh, create those connections off the field because you never know when they might come handy and they might um, give you an easy try. And backs have better hair product, so you can uh, borrow their stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, worst <laughs> worst USA uh, rugby teammate you've had, and why? Oh, I don't know. Worst in what roommate. way? Roommate. So, worst uh, roommate. Well, Joe's listening, so maybe don't do that. Nah, it's it's not it's not Joe. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Maybe John Quill at times because he's very uh very forgetful of where he leaves things um <laughs> walks around naked a lot with his uh and it's it's just not a great sight to see at times but um i'll probably have to put john quill down <laughs> okay done check all right who's faster you or nick savetta uh i'd like to say i've got nick and i'll i'll back myself to to get him <laughs> you he'll, hate, he'll hate me for saying it and he'll probably have to We'll probably have to do a uh, a test tomorrow. So, all right, last one. If one on one for you to make a tackle on a player, no side steps is coming straight at you. Who's the last person you want to tackle? I probably have to say KP, KP oh, yeah? or Joe. But KP, KP's uh, he gets a very low body height, um, and I'm already at a disadvantage when it comes to that. <laughs> but uh, KP's been carrying very well for us. You know, as you saw, the ball was going to walk over, and he decided to carry into three people instead. So. You know, he's, he's been he's been carrying very well. Well, it seems so. Scores he and Joe score some tries. They don't care how big you are. So yes, I think that's a good choice. Exactly. <laughs> Greg, Greg Peterson, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate thank your you. Thank you for having me, Bill. Awesome. Thank you very much. Take care, mate. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Good luck this weekend. Take care.